name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning. Very good to be uh, home for the first time on Sunday morning since August. <laughs> so uh, I thank God to be here today and uh, worshiping here at home. We celebrate uh, among uh, the saints, St. Paul of Thebes today, uh, as well as John the hut dweller. You know, St. John did everything he did to save his parents' souls. It's really an amazing story. Um, St. Paul of Thebes, you'll see in your bulletin today the, the icon of St. Anthony and St. Paul of Thebes. I'd like to talk about that for just a second because I had an opportunity to go and visit the cave of St. Paul of Thebes as well as the cave of St. Anthony the Great. And the way they told the story over there went something like this. St. Anthony, of course, the more famous of the two, was suffering at one time in his life a kind of, let's call it a, an Elijah complex. He thought he was the only one who was living the godly life and worshiping God, and he was depressed about it. And a voice came to him and said, Anthony, not only are you not the only one, but you're not the holiest one. And he stood up and just started walking. And he walked for three days. And he came across St. Paul of the Thebes, the Thebaid. That's where St. Anthony lived, up above the Red Sea. It was about 35 kilometers away. But he, he found him in three days. And when he came... St. Paul greeted him and said, You are here because the Lord sent you because I need for somebody to bury me because it's time to die. And St. Anthony said, Well, I'm an old man and I can't dig a grave in these rocks. And so two lions showed up. You see the lions? So two lions showed up and dug the grave. St. Paul, like the prophet Elijah, was fed by ravens. Uh, was fed by a raven. And the raven would always bring a half a loaf of bread to him. But the day that St. Anthony showed up, the raven brought a whole loaf of bread. And so you see the whole loaf of bread there uh, in between St. Anthony and St. Paul. And so he died um, after they uh, shared their uh, communion meal, shall we say. And uh, St. Anthony covered him up. Really amazing uh, story. Today... I would like to, if I could, preface 
my comments on the gospel lesson with some thoughts collected from a homily that I read recently that I think might apply in this situation. And it's comments on this verse. There are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in the earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood. And these three are together. The heavenly trinity, St. Nikolai says, are one. The earthly trinity, the spirit and the water and the blood, are together. And he exhorts us to listen to every word of the, of the gospel and every implication that e each word might have. And he says, great and vast is the difference between oneness and togetherness. Because the Holy Trinity is never separated, but in, in death, the Spirit flows one way and the water and the blood flow another. That is, in death, the hu in human death, the soul is separated from the body and they go, they go a different way. But then he says, there is another Trinity the Trinity in the interior heaven in man. And that Trinity is the mind and the heart and the will. And that great is the difference of the mind, heart, and will simply being together in the soul of man and being one and operating in one. Have you ever felt or experienced in your own life or observed in another person's life? But let's just apply it to ourselves. My mind is telling me one thing. My heart is telling me something else. I mean, we, we experience this division, this not being together all the time. How many times have you had a good thought and your heart was moved by that good thought, perhaps towards doing, accomplishing some good deed for somebody. But you didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm guilty. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very guilty. What is that? Brokenness. It's brokenness. Two can't even overcome the, th the, the third. My, my, my mind and my heart wanting to do good, and my will saying, well, I think we'll finish this television program. Or, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just I can't get up and I can't move or won't. And so we, we, if we look at ourselves and examine ourselves, we can see this brokenness inside of us and that my mind and heart and will are together, but they are not one. They are not whole. And so 
in thinking about this, I was, I was reminded of this homily from, from January 6th when I read this homily for today, and I thought, well, I better listen very carefully to every word. And there were two words that stood out to me. Cleansed and made whole. Cleansed and healed and made whole. There were ten who were cleansed and healed. But there was one who was made whole. How did that, how did that happen? And do we even distinguish, and how do we distinguish in our hearts and minds a difference between being healed and being whole? Don't most of us want to be cleansed and healed? How many of us want to be made whole? Your faith has made you whole. This man, a Samaritan, not a Jew, turned and offered heartfelt thanksgiving to God. Gratitude to God. And in turning, I believe he turned his heart towards God. In offering gratitude, his mind and his tongue met his heart. And in falling down, on the ground, his hands and his feet, by an act of his will, offered worship to our one and holy Lord. By turning back, by offering that gratitude, and by falling down before him, his heart, his mind, and his will had become one. And I believe that that is why Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. I need to do that. We all need to do that. We all, but we need to believe that we can be healed. We need to believe that these three powers can be healed. I'm 63 years old, and I haven't really experienced it the way I know it should be in my life, and I'm still asking God to heal me, and I still believe that he will heal me. And every time I go to confession and finish confession, I tell Father Nicholas, I believe that we can be healed. We have to keep believing it. I think maybe there is a greater miracle. This man turned and praised God and fell down before him because he had been cleansed and healed in his body. 
What a greater miracle if somebody were not healed and cleansed in their body and yet became one because they used that suffering to bring their mind and their heart and their will into unity, into oneness, into wholeness. I've seen this happen. I know of a young man who's suffering, but I know that he has been made whole in the inner trinity of his soul. I've seen it from the tears in his eyes, from the thankfulness on his tongue, thank you, and by reaching out his hand to kiss the hand of the priest for a blessing from the Lord. Heart, mind, and will. That's an even greater miracle. And so let's not wait until it's time for us to meet our maker, to pursue this unity and oneness and wholeness of mind, heart, and will, and be like the Samaritan who returned and gave thanks to God.